world. Good morning, good evening, and good night, my terrible listeners. You're tuned in to Terrible Sex with Nassim. I'm producer Dan, and each week I have the honor of bringing you registered nurse, aspiring sex educator, polyamory enthusiast, and true woman of the people, Nassim. She tells us stories, answers our questions, and helps us feel more comfortable around our world's infinite variety of sexuality. Send your questions, comments, and especially voice memos to Nassim. This show's best when you're involved. Contact info's on our website at terriblesexwithnassim.com. Hi, Nassim. Hi, Dan. How's it going? It's been a week. Yeah. It's been a wild couple days. Um, my husband is in town again. Uh, I think the last time we recorded, he was on his way, but now he's here. All so right. that's been that's been good. Um, spending some much needed quality time together. Um, good to hear. Yeah. So that is going well. I got a new phone too, so I was like very nervous that the uh, Squadcast the that we're recording on like wasn't gonna be compatible or for some reason but it's working out fine clearly not a problem yet Mm-hmm. well good how are you well um i scratched my eye no i scratched my eye a while ago and somehow re-injured that scratch so now i'm just kind of miserable and in mild pain and I'm it sorry, makes are you t- all of my sinuses do weird things too so if i sound a little strange i'm sorry to you Oh, you're quite all right. Are you taking any medicine for it? Yes, I'm taking some erythromycin, the goopy kind. So I get to put weird gels in my eyes. I guess it's an ointment, not a gel. I didn't know there was mm-hmm. a difference, but there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. Putting goop in my eyes and yeah, yeah. Being a <laughs> well, mess. Good for you. Thanks. Hopefully it won't be lasting for too much longer and you can see again well if it is i'm just taking that eye out (laughs) okay (laughs) uh i hope you find a good surgeon for that yeah i'm more of a diy guy oh well you know what that's kind of related (laughs) to what we're going to talk about today honestly not being able to receive adequate health care and having to do things yourself in maybe not the safest way um dan as you know we have a sex podcast. We do. We do. And I think it would be irresponsible of us, especially myself as a healthcare personnel, to have this podcast and not talk about things that are going on in our country right now. Yes. Regarding Roe v. Wade and abortion legislation and the leak that occurred the other night. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about today. Good. I am going to do my best to not be enraged <laughs> because I do have a lot of rage um, and try to be as factual and forthcoming um, and give the people some information. Um, things to consider, though, um, this leak, and if you're not aware of the leak, uh, Politico had um, been given information that the Supreme Court um, was considering, there was a draft that Roe versus Wade, um, which was an abortion bill from the 70s, would be overturned. 
Yes, it and was a that, draft opinion. It was a draft opinion by Justice Alito, um, basically saying that the original case was unfounded and um, he, quote, didn't make sense and wasn't part of our national history. But that's there's a lot of things that are part of our national history <laughs> that aren't great, um, you know, like slavery. Um, but anyway, so this is not law yet. This is just a draft. This is just an opinion at this time. Um, however, uh, this could go um, and become law by the end of the summer. Um, and this all started, it seems, because of a Texas ban on six-week termination that was taken to the Supreme Court earlier this year. Um, and because of that, that sort of um, started the conversation of overturning Roe versus Wade. Well, and been, so that's it's been tried many times in the past. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just another court or another case that went to the Supreme Court to test the to test the law, right? And this is the first time that the law has been tested by the current set of judges on the Supreme Court. Correct. Judges who, by the way, <laughs> when they were initially interviewed, said that Roe versus Wade was the law of the land and that it would be protected. And now here we are, um, where it is looking like it's not going to be. So that is a concern. <laughs> it is a concern. Again, not law yet. Not law this yet. Is, as this, of is, this has not been a published opinion by the Supreme Court. As of this recording, yet. this is May this is May 4th, 2022. The leak was on the second. It has not been voted on or not voted on. It has not um well I guess voted on uh passed yet. So the future is unknown at this time. I just want to say that right off the bit off the bat. When this um gets released, who know what will who knows what will what we'll find out. Um, but as of right now, um, it's just a possibility, a very glaring possibility and a very frightening one for a lot of people. So if this does take effect and Roe versus Wade does get overturned, what could that possibly mean? Um, so there are 20 states in the United States that have trigger laws, which that means that if Roe versus Wade gets overturned, those 20 states automatically have anti-abortion bills, and, that's, and that becomes their state law. Um, and the thing to really think about here is it's not just about abortion. It seems like that in when you're first looking at it, you're like, okay, this is about terminating an early pregnancy, and I can see why a lot of people would have issue with that. And there are a lot of um, justifiable reasons for why someone would say, you know, you shouldn't terminate a pregnancy, terminate a life um, at such and such time within a pregnancy or at all. But it's not really about abortion um, because Roe versus Wade is rooted also in privacy. It includes, it, it paved the way for rights to contraception. It paved the way for Miranda rights. 
it paved the way for um, cases like Loving versus Virginia, which is about interracial marriage. If we go down this path, it becomes a very slippery slope. So I am in an interracial marriage, and my marriage could be on the chopping block if, you know, certain people in power or, and it's a small minority. That's the thing that we have to remember. This is a small group of people who want this. Right. The vast majority of Americans do not support the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, so it's not just abortion. It can affect our ability to obtain Plan B, uh, emergency contraceptive. Um, it can also affect what we do in the privacy of our own bedrooms. So our own private sexual activity, sodomy laws, which would affect the trans and gay community, um, gender affirming care, which is already something Let's that is also being, sodomy laws would affect an awful lot of straight couples too. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And that goes into like the kink and BDSM community. Right. I mean, there's, there's a whole swath of sexual activity that I don't think that the people who make these laws really consider, or they do consider it, and it's something that they don't want, even though it has no effect on them. Oh, they consider it. They love that stuff. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Why would they love that stuff? They like to make laws to rile people up, not because they give a shit about what those laws are about. Listen, I'm going to get on a tirade. That's not what this is about. Continue to seem. I'm all about the tirades, Dan. <laughs> I really am. I'm like I I'm trying to tirade less in my life right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I just feel very I feel very strongly about this. I'm trying to have a level head, but it's really challenging because yeah. you know, I myself would never consider myself the type of person to get an abortion, but that doesn't mean that I should have the right to say that someone else shouldn't because everybody, I don't know everybody's story. There is a reason why people do the things that they do and whether I approve of it or not doesn't matter. Right. So, and th so that's incredible. It's uh, incredibly frustrating. It's a very personal choice. It is a personal choice. And another and very personal choice is whether to, being whether you are in a position to even raise a child exactly and i think that a lot of the thing that the thing that i think it's kind of swept over or that people don't really think about is they're like oh well this person wasn't practicing safe sex or this person um was being irresponsible some way or another even if that were true, even if we're not talking about cases of ectopic pregnancy or um, uh, rape or incest, or even if we're not talking about that, even if we're just talking about a person who had sex, realizes they're pregnant, pregnant and they, they just don't want to have that responsibility, they're not ready, they don't want that baby, pregnancy is not a punishment for having sex. I just want to put that out there. Yes. I think that is something that we forget. It's a possible outcome and it's something that can be avoided, but sometimes it can't be. And just because we exhibit a particular type of behavior or have an experience, a sexual one, does not mean that now I am required 
to carry a child that I, I'm not prepared for or, or don't want or any number of reasons just because I had sex. Like, I, that to me is the core of the issue, is my personal choices are being regulated by the very people who don't believe in federal regulation, right? right? Um, and that to me is just so frustrating. Um, and there's lots of reasons why abortion is important. Abortion is healthcare, like end stop. It is. It's like I have never had one, but I understand that there are reasons, medical medical reasons why it's necessary. There are medically necessary abortions to save the life of the mother. Um, like I was talking about ectopic pregnancies. That is, if you don't know what that is, that is when um, an embryo develops not in the uterus, but in the fallopian tube itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't make it all the way down into the uterus. And that's relatively common. It is relatively common. And those fetuses um, are incredibly dangerous to the um, person carrying that fetus or that, um, that you, excuse me, they're incredibly dangerous for the person carrying that embryo. Um, It's not viable, first of all, there's no baby that's going to come out of the ectopic pregnancy. All it's going to do is hurt the person carrying it. Right. There's also plenty of instances where the fetus just isn't viable. There are plenty of people out there who would love to have their baby, but can't. They go to like their, their checkup and, oh, shit, there's no heartbeat. So now they have to terminate this kid. Or you're going to make them, you're going to make that person carry a stillborn baby up to term and go through all of that trauma that is just it is it is barbaric uh frankly i know i said i wasn't going to get enraged but i'm getting enraged Dan. here we go here, here we, we go here we go um and i I have like all these notes that I wrote for this episode and I I'm so just incensed that I can't even see them right now. Um like I said, pregnancy is not a punishment. Um because yes, there there are other options uh if you don't want to get pregnant when you have sex. Like there are contraceptions, but uh, contraceptives, but again, if we are overturning Roe versus Wade, we are opening the door to legislation concerning contraceptives to begin with. And that's already happening. We see that all the time in certain states where doctors or pharmacists are allowed to not provide birth control due to their religious freedom. So contraceptives, depending on where you are, are already difficult to get your hands on for, for many people. There's not a lot of access um, and unfortunately, this will, and I'm not saying anything new to the, I'm not adding anything new to this conversation, um, but I do think it needs to be um, highlighted still. This ban will affect the most disenfranchised group in this country. 
Absolutely. The impoverished, black and brown people, queer people, um, who are who are statistically the most affected by sexual violence. And so you have a lot of queer people, trans people, who are victims of of sexual assault, who end up pregnant and should have the right to terminate a child. Um, or a pregnancy, because it's not a child yet. Let's be clear about that, too. Um, and the impoverished and brown and black communities have the highest rates of abortion because of those reasons, because they are the highest um, groups who experience sexual violence, because they are the highest, highest groups that experience poverty and are disenfranchised. They can't afford to have these kids and aren't in positions. They may not have safe housing. They have food insecurity. You know, there's lots of social determinants of health that individuals don't have access to, and it doesn't make it possible for them to adequately rear a healthy child. Right. Because let's be clear about another thing. Pro-life does not equal anti-choice. Like, they're two different things. Like, I support abortion rights, but I consider myself pro-life because if someone is really pro-life, they're going to support education programs they're going to support yes. after school programs yes paid maternity and paternity maternity and paternal leave yes free health care food programs they're not going to want to incarcerate every black and brown person that exists yes. in this country like there are so many we're not going to go to war as much as we want to um because that is pro-life pro-life is wanting to protect every life every life is sacred but we don't and if you don't like abortions, then get the fuck on ban with contraceptives. Make sure every kid can get contraceptive. If you don't want abortions, great. Let's get people contraceptives all the time. Or but, or proper sex sex education. Yes. In our Absolutely. schools. People are so afraid of educating our youth about sex. And it's not even about sex. I'm not telling, I'm not saying, oh yeah, every six-year-old should know how to fuck. I'm saying every six-year-old should know the proper names of their body parts. Absolutely. So that's the difference. That is the difference. And I'm with you. So what do we do? What can we do now? What can we add to the conversation instead of just being pissed off at assholes that piss me off all the time anyway? <sighs> what can we do? I mean. We can vote people into office Vote that are going to support, support our goals. It's hard with the Supreme Court because they're not voted in. They are appointed officials. They sure are. Which seems like such a, it seems so contrary to the values of our nation upon its establishment, um, like have an appointed person. Um, so. But I'm but not appointed here. by um, electric, but, elected officials. Appointed by elected officials. I'm not here to argue the integrity of the United States government. Like that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to just point out just how shitty things are going right now. But I'm going to talk about a couple good things then. 
Because I'm please with do. you. I'm with you. Please Let's do. Talk I'm, about... I'm full of rage. I need some, I need you to come. That's why I had to hear some of that, my anger. Well, let's talk about what's going on in New York right now. Because New York is offering telehealth for abortion care. Um, so if you are living in a red state, you can still get an appointment in New York for telehealth. And if you need, uh, and, and they can help you take the next steps if you need um, uh, either access to abortions or um, pills that will help with that. Uh, and they can also help you get resources if those aren't going to work for you. But if you're in a red state, you're not stuck. And if you need help, then we're going to have a link on our website uh, in the show notes of this episode that mm -hmm. is good news for you. You're not stuck. You can get to the phone. You can get to the internet. And those fuckers can burn all the books they want to because we can all go online now. They've already lost that fucking war. Right. And there's also PlannedParenthoodAction.org mm -hmm. has a link where if you have the means, I highly suggest that I did this this morning. Um, you can donate to their fund, um, their legal fund, to help combat this atrocity, if I may be so bold. Also, something to keep in mind, like I said earlier, this is going to affect impoverished people the most. Um, Rural hospitals often don't have maternity wards. You know, you can go three, four, three or four counties without having a hospital, and that hospital may not even have a maternity ward to deliver your kid, which is why it's like it's actually really unsafe to have a baby in the U.S. We rank third in the world for maternal mortality after oh, we're idiots. Mexico. We're idiots after Mexico and Costa Rica, and we're first in maternal mortality in the industrialized world. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It makes um, sense if you don't really give a shit about each other. Also true, um, but I recommend that if you have an Instagram account, check out Holler Health Justice. Um, they uh, can give some more information about um, how this is going to affect rural communities and what you can do to um, help those communities um, with this issue. Because right. remember, because remember, this is not going to end abortions. This is going to end safe abortions. Yes, because. People are now going to things like TikTok and they're like looking up er herbal remedies and like looking up plants that they can use to um, end terminate a pregnancy. And that is so wildly unsafe. Um, I'm not saying it didn't that work with COVID. It's not going to work with abortion. <laughs> you know, any. You know, the people who are using my body, my choice to not wear masks are the same people who are going to support this ban well, and that just were. it was all tongue-in-cheek when they were saying it the first time drives me fucking crazy dan <laughs> it should. um but yeah so i'm not saying that herbal medicine is bad at all but you have to know what you're doing you have to know you have to go to a master herbalist some not someone like me who knows literally nothing about herbal or eastern medicine um so it's it's important that people realize like this is going to further hurt women and uterus havers who are going to need to seek out um seek out abortions for you know their own health their own safety maybe they're in a relationship 
where they need to get out of, like they could be in a domestic violence situation and a baby is just going to make it so much worse. They're going to get stuck in that situation. I mean, there's a, there's a million reasons why this is such a bad idea. Um, and yes, there are states where it will remain um, mostly legal because it is, it's not an overarching federal ban. It's just, they're, they're talking about making a, a state's issue. Um, like it's definitely going to be banned in like Idaho, Wyoming, both the Dakotas, um, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, M- Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Utah. But there are other states that are like considering it. Like, like my home state, Michigan, is kind of on the fence. Um, now, Governor Whitmer said that she is she's the Michigan governor has been talking about you know, pushing forth something to strike an old abortion ban off the record um, because there was an abortion ban in place prior to Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. And so she's pushing to have that original um, law just taken off the books. I like Um, her. Yeah, I do too. I mean, a lot of people in my state don't, but um, uh, you drive down in some of like the more rural roads in Michigan and you'll you'll see signs that say like my governor is an idiot. Yeah, there's ding dongs everywhere. Yeah, it's annoying. Right next to their Trump flags. (sighs) And there's that too. Um, I did see something that was actually kind of funny. Uh, It was tongue in cheek, but I think there might be a little bit of truth to it. I think that there's going to be, there was some, somebody had said that women now have a choice. There's more women than ever who are identifying as pan and bisexual. Mm -hmm. And maybe they were just not going to have sex with men anymore. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's not my favorite, but I get it. I get it completely. I mean, I love men. And as a self-proclaimed like slut, I would still con- I'm like seriously considering. Well, <laughs> maybe I get it. I won't. I get you know, it. It's probably it's so- smart. There's only certain ways we can just we can protect ourselves, and if this is the one thing that we can do, I'm not saying like pull a Lysistrata and <laughs> and and uh, you know put a restrict yourself to sex, but. Um, I mean, we have, we have gone on strike for less. Oh yeah. Um, so that's my two cents at this time. That Again, at least a dollar 47. That was way more <laughs> than two cents. This it's just, it's something that has, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, I had a different story for today, but I thought, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this, um, for especially sure. in a, especially in a timely fashion. Again, it's still an ongoing story. I'm not a reporter, but it is something that I felt a strong need to talk about today, um, especially because it's ongoing. We don't know what's going to happen. My, I wrote at the top of my notes, Dan, I hope this pod, I hope this episode doesn't age well. <laughs> like, it is my my best case scenario is that we find out that this was a complete like f- a complete fluke and nothing happens and nothing changes and we're good and you know we have the right to choose and then this we can listen to this podcast and be like oh weren't they so stupid like that's my best case scenario yeah that right would be now. wonderful yeah so 
Anything Let, to add? Let's hope this episode sucks and doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, that's my hope. I hope that this episode sucks. Least downloaded episode, episode seven. Mm-hmm. But right. I have a feeling it might not. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, get out there and vote every chance you get. Vote every chance oh, you wisely. get. You know, you know, it's funny. Justice Alito had, was it Alito or Roberts? Some, but I forget. One of the justices had written that because women, there are, there are more women of voting age and women vote more than men, we don't have to fear disenfranchisement. Don't worry the about all the white guys that are in power. Yeah. We can't disenfranchise you because there's more of you. That's that's essentially what they said. They also said that abortion, which I I thought this was hilarious in the most non-funny way. They said that abortion was actually um, a way to diminish the African-American population. And that it was actually like a... Uh, a sterilization tool for a whole group, which I find well, sterilization is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, it was supposed to be. It was like a tool for population control, which is the most fucking like bananas argument I've ever heard in my life. I, it just <sighs> I can't like the balls on some people <laughs> to say something like that. Um, when it's like that community is the one that wants it and needs it the most. So, okay, I'm off my soapbox now <laughs> for the time being. I said it, I said I was done and I had my put my two cents in, but apparently I wasn't. But well, we can move on to questions. Yeah, now we're up to a dollar fifty six. I think. Uh probably. All right. Well. Ah. Uh, fucking fucking fuck. But I do have some questions for you. Uh, hopefully they're ones I know the answers to this week. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. Uh, hey, Nassim. Hey, what's up? Does pre-ejaculate have sperm? How many times do I have to answer this question on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> it sure does. It has sperm. It has... Uh, it carries sexually transmitted diseases. Pre-ejaculate has a lot of the same stuff as regular semen. So if you don't want to pass anything, use a goddamn condom. Now, Next question. Listen, I <laughs> yes. want to point out that I feel like most of the questions came from people this week that didn't get comprehensive sexual education growing up. Okay, that's fair. I retract and my indignation. Maybe these are all from red state folks that didn't get the education that we think they deserve. That's true. I retract my initial indignation and apologize because you're right. Uh, this is a no judgment place for those asking questions. And I want you to ask questions. Ask the questions. And I, and I will answer them as many times as I have to. And I might laugh at you, but Nassim is a real professional. <laughs> somehow, they, somebody gave me a license somehow. <laughs> so. And remember, we're all here to uh, uh, 
appreciate the absurdity of sex and have a positive look at it. And some of these questions are sexual and absurd in nature. So, And I'm okay with that. As am I. All right. This one comes from a young lady, as she she said in the question. She identified. Dear Nassim, if a guy comes in my butt, will it go in my stomach? (laughs) I tried to not laugh. Okay, no, I'm actually, so here's the thing. It is a good question. I'm going to say no, but it's it's a good question because it does indicate some understanding of human anatomy. Because some. the recti- some, the anus rectum, they are attached via a very long GI pathway to the stomach. So I could see why someone would ask this question. However, it's a very long journey from the stomach to the rectum. It sure is. And I don't think that your guys' little swimmers are going to make it there. Um, Especially because there's this thing called peristalsis, which is um, it's a smooth muscle in your GI tract, which pushes everything down. Yeah, it keeps it moving. Uh, it keeps it moving down. Um, so your body doesn't want things to go reverse. I mean, like when you throw up, we call that, when you vomit, we call that reverse peristalsis. Um, it's not a happy time. Um, and it's a pretty short amount of distance. And it's a short amount of distance from the stomach to the mouth, but it's a much longer distance from the stomach to the anus. How long do you think that is? Because I just Googled it. Uh, I I don't know the exact number, but I want to say it's many, many feet. <laughs> well, it's it's basically from the stomach to the small intestine, to the large intestine, to the rectum or the anus. Did I miss anything? I mean, that That's, covers most of it. That covers most of it. There's some, some other minor organs that are like shooting stuff into there, but it's not passing through anything else, right? Right. Yeah. All right. So small intestine. Give me a guess. You know, I knew this because we learned this in nursing school, <laughs> but it's so obscure that like, it's not a fact I retained. Um, not one wait, you need saying, in your day to day at work. No, not really. Uh, wait, you're saying the small intestine? Just small intestine. 12 feet. All right. And the large? Uh, I'm going to go with, cause it does more absorption. So I'm going to say it's longer and I don't know, 20 feet. I have no idea. Ooh, man, you got stumped. I did small get stumped. intestine, smaller in diameter, longer in length than the large Ooh. intestine. Oh man. My pathophys instructor is going to get real mad at me. if she hears You that. almost had him reversed the small intestine, 22 feet, 22 oh. feet through the small intestine. Large intestine, just a measly five feet. You know. So we're talking damn near 30 feet. Damn, get yeah, from damn the stomach feet. to the rectum. So I mean, I, I was right. Many, many feet. <laughs> many, many feet. You were 100% right with that. And yeah. And going against, going against current, right? right? And I the force of your partner's ejaculation 
sorry, friend, it's not going to go there. Or congratulations, it's not going to go there. If you really want cum in your stomach, it's way easier to give a blowjob. That's true. It's a much shorter pathway. (laughs) All right. Well, I thought that was a pretty comprehensive answer. We did some research. We did. You more so than I did. I just relied on my pad memory. (laughs) Well, you, I mean, you still had many, many feet, so. (laughs) Oh, good. All right. Dear Nassim, I see girls that wear their pants rolled up over their ankles. Some have really nice skin. Some even a bit veiny. I don't know why that's hot. For women, I have a huge foot fetish. I always imagine them with no shoes. Then I accidentally turn myself on. Does anyone else have this problem? Foot fetishes are very common. Totally common. Very common. There are whole communities online uh, where you can, like on FetLife and things like that, where you can like look at pictures, um, where you know you can talk about your foot fetish. Um, there are uh, online sex workers who that's their specialty, like on OnlyFans. Um, that will that's their whole jam is they just post pictures of their feet. Um, and twinkling you can, like, them toes all over the internet. Them to- they get they get those pedicures and they look <laughs> real nice. Um, yeah, I knew people when I was in nursing school who kept like talking about it. <laughs> they're like they're like this is how they're going to pay for nursing school to just sell feet pics. It was like a big joke. I don't know anyone who actually did it. Um, you don't know but... anybody who actually told you they did it. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a very it's a very common fetish. Um, uh, and and kink. So actually, I want to really quickly, since we're sort of tangentially on the topic, um, the difference between a kink and a fetish. For those who don't know, yeah, please. A kink is something that uh, it's it's an interest. It turns you on. Um, you know, like it's, you know, impact play or maybe you like a little bit of choking or or you like to role play or something along those lines. It's something that you don't have to have to be sexually fulfilled, but it enhances the experience for you. Okay. A fetish is something that you have to have in order to climax. Really? Yes. A fetish is something that... Um, like if you have a foot fetish, you're unable to have an orgasm unless there's like feet picks or, um, you know, some sort of foot play involved. Um, so that's like the, the main difference between a kink and a fetish okay. is a kink is just like spicy fun. A fetish is like necessary action. Good to know. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're often used interchangeably, but there is a difference. All right. So, Yeah. Listen, the only advice I have for this this fella, uh, fella, I assume fella, um, don't be ogling toes when you're out in public. <laughs> Enjoy them from a distance. You know, use your peripherals. Appreciate and- them when you're out and about, but don't be like slobbering on somebody's feet while they're just trying to have a nice day. Unless, especially because that person can't consent exactly. to your ogling, right? So, um. If that's something that you want to do, there are communities online. There are websites you can uh, 
pay to see that kind and of there content. there are ladies out there that like having their toes worshipped. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are plenty of... You can make the connection for yourself, but with a consenting adult. Indeed. So, no, you're not alone. Not at all. Not even close. Get out there, find yourself a good partner with some great toes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one. This was a cute one. Dear Nassim, what happens after sex? I'm planning on losing my virginity to this guy that I know and trust, but there's an issue. I suffer from anxiety, and I feel like I have to be prepared for everything. So what happens after sex? I know there will be cuddling and kissing, but what happens after that? Can you please share some of your experiences? Oh, that's precious. Isn't it? I I love this question. (laughs) So it's different for everybody, but I'm going to tell you the number one thing is, is this, if you're a person with a vagina who's writing in, actually for both, for anybody, this is for anybody. The first thing you need to do after you have sex is to go to the bathroom. You've got to pee first. That's the first thing you got to do. Um, one, because you'll probably have to. <laughs> and two, um, you just had a foreign body around your genitals, either in or around your genitals. Um, so it's really important. And if there's, especially when there's fluid involved, um, you really want to uh, get rid of any kind of bacteria or anything like skin cells or anything that might be around um, and kind of just like flush your system. Um, It's a really good idea. Drink some water because you're going to be dehydrated probably. Um, Cuddling, kissing, that's all really great. It's also really important, especially because it's your first time. Talk about it. Talk to your partner about what was great, what wasn't so great, what would you do differently? Oh, I really liked it when you did that. Or, you know, maybe I didn't like that so much. And you can talk through it. That will be good, not just for your relationship with this person, but also for understanding, like, what's what do you want in the future and um, what you don't want in the future. Sex is a fluid thing. Uh, it changes your desires and your interests do change over time. Um, and especially for the first time, because you don't really know what you're doing, uh, it's, it's, you got to kind of treat it like educational <laughs> in some ways, totally. um, both for you and your partner. Um, yeah, definitely. I recommend like listen to some music, drink some water, get a snack, talk it out. Ooh, I like a that snack idea. Oh my gosh. Snacks are such an important part. And laugh. <laughs> of my Get some snacks and make sure you laugh about something. Have a good time. You want to make it as much of a positive experience as you can. If this is a person who you trust and you care about and who trusts and cares about you, you should have no issues talking about the experience, enjoying the time afterwards. Um, The last thing you want to do is just like rush on out of there. You know, um, even if something like embarrassing happens, even especially if something embarrassing happens, that's yeah. when you want to talk about it the most. That's when you want to like really dive in. Um, you know, some people, you know, people will tell you that like, oh, uh, 
you will bleed the first time. That doesn't always happen for people. Like when the you like quote break the hymen, which is kind of a misnomer to begin with, but that's neither here nor there. Um, some people, some people do bleed after sex for the first time. Some people don't. Um, so be, pre- I would just say be prepared for any of that kind of possibility. But um, just you know, enjoy your time together. Enjoy the experience. I know I said in a previous episode that like virginity is like not a big deal. Like people blow it up to be a thing, but like, if it's important to you, if you want to make it a special thing, make it a special event, you know, um, just, uh, what happens after sex is different for everybody, but nourish yourself both like with snacks, water, um, but also like emotionally with the person that you're with. And there's a refractory period. That dude might fall asleep. Those things happen. Uh Oh, Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. Good point. Because it is such an energy expensive task, you're probably going to like pass out afterwards. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, unless you're like super fit, but even so, even if not, um, yeah, you'll probably, especially the guys, the guys in my experience always fall asleep right after Heck sex. Heck yeah. Um, it's usually, and for me, like I'm always like wide awake, and, like, <laughs> wired. I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? Um, uh, but guys are generally like, okay, it's time to sleep. So be prepared for that. It is not, don't take it as an offense. It's nothing against you. No. It is just like, physiological thing it's it's tiring sex is exhausting very much so don't take it personally get those snacks and you might have to wait for a couple hours for after a nap before you have a little conversation about what happened that might need to happen sure don't be surprised sure absolutely and if you're lucky you'll both be in for a round two right Mm -hmm. or three or four if you're lucky Hey, Nassim, I'm a straight guy, but I just can't watch straight porn. I get turned off when I see other men naked, but I like watching she-male, female, lesbian porn. Why is it this way? I mean, you like what you like. Um, I'm a straight female, and I don't like straight porn. I'm actually most turned on by lesbian porn. Don't know why. It just is. Um, Also, we don't use the term she-male for the record. (laughs) Um, so let's strike that from the vocabulary. Um, that's a very antiquated and, uh, uh, can be deemed as an offensive term. So let's let's just stick with trans. Um, uh, so why do you like the porn you like? I get it. I get not wanting to see you're a straight dude. You don't want to see a naked guy. I get get it there's also a certain level of like novelty involved you have you you're a straight cis hat you're a cis hat man you know what your parts are you know what you do it's not really exciting to you to see a guy in the act i can understand that um so i can see where like the novelty of seeing other types of bodies in pornography would be more enticing. I get it. Um, 
I don't think it says anything about you as a person, but it may be interesting to explore that in terms of um, maybe the type of people you may want to have relations with in the future. Maybe it has something, maybe it could tell you a little bit about what kind of play you want to have in the bedroom. Um, but I don't think it, I don't think it means anything significant about your identity or your sex life. Um, like I said, like I, I am not a lesbian, but I prefer lesbian porn. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that lesbian porn is like meant for women in a lot of cases. Um, and so if you find something that you feel like resonates with you and you're the target audience, then shit, go with it. I think you're Who watching cares? a very different lesbian porn than I am to seem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But there's a wide variety of lesbian there's porn a- out there for all kinds of people. There's a wide variety of porn just point blank. Like there's I mean the internet is full of and of interesting free stuff out there. Um I've discovered all kinds of things that I didn't know existed in the past couple of years. Um and uh you know as long as it's reputable and I know that's a weird thing to say when you're talking about porn but um uh, you know safe consensual right people of adult age um yeah i mean anything goes who cares (laughs) i like no one should care and this kind of goes back to in a weird way kind of goes back to what i was talking about earlier about roe v wade like it doesn't matter what you do in the privacy of your bedroom i mean so long as like i said it's safe and consensual like those choices don't matter to the vast majority of people. So who gives a shit? Absolutely. And on that note, that's all we got for questions in the scene. I think you knocked all those right. out of the park. I think they were a lot of fun too. Those were good questions. They were good adorable questions. They were fun. Questions. Oh my gosh. So adorable. I hope whoever you are, that your first time is it'll be awkward. It'll be weird, but I hope it's fun. Me too. That sounds delightful. Well, what a great place to leave it. Nassim, thank you for all your fire, your passion, and your knowledge this week. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for reeling me in when I need it to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for you when you need it. Thanks. Until next time. Nassim wants all her terrible listeners to know that although she is a medical professional, she is not your medical professional. This podcast is not medical advice. If you want medical advice, please seek out your very own healthcare provider. Terrible Sex with Nassim is part of the Terrible Podcast Network.